If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Joseph Barrett. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Also by Audible. Get two free books when you sign up at runjumpstomp.com slash audible. Well, everybody, today is a slow news day. Thank you for checking out Switchcraft, but there's not a whole lot of news to talk about, but that's okay. I've got some feedback from some, from some people. I've got a couple things that I want to talk about anyway. i got to turn off my phone because I forgot to. Uh, so let's jump right into the feedback. JP Snow reviewed the show. They said, recently found the podcast. I really enjoy it a lot. Keep up the awesome work. Uh Tier Link, T-Y-R Link, reviewed the show. They said, fantastic podcast for Nintendo Switch news that comes out three times a week. Host has a great personality. Children of the 80s and 90s will also appreciate the bumpers from classic game commercials. Highly recommended. One of my favorite podcasts. Well, thank you, both of you, for reviewing the show. It's a big help on iTunes. It helps us get more uh, more viewers, uh, listeners, however uh, more exposure, I guess, is the, the word that I was looking for. Uh, but I very much appreciate it. Um, Joseph emailed the show. He said that, uh, hey, I got Zelda on March 3rd, but I didn't get a Switch until the middle of May. And I love it. I have Breath of the Wild, Arms, Splatoon, Minecraft, and much more. I also met a person my age through the Switch app, and now we chat all the time through Google Hangouts and we play Minecraft. Now to the question. Only 17% of Switch owners use the app. How will Nintendo get people to actually use the app? And what do you think of the all-controller? Thanks so much for reading this, Joseph. All right, Joseph. Well, first off, I'm going to jump in at the beginning here. You said, hey, I got Zelda on March 3rd, but didn't get a Switch until the middle of May. Uh, My guess is that you are one of the reasons that Nintendo actually had a higher than 100% uh, attach rate for Zelda Breath of the Wild, um, which was kind of crazy at the beginning, but I guess uh, p- there were other people like you who picked up the game in anticipation of getting the Switch later. So that's kind of interesting to me. I wasn't sure. I'm, I'm curious as to did you think that um, Zelda would be hard to get a hold of or um, you had like a coupon or something. I'm just curious as to why you would buy the game ahead of time when you couldn't use it. I'm just, uh, curious, curious. Uh, I can't talk. Um, my curiosity is getting the better of me. Um, now to your question, uh, you said 17% of switch owners use the app. So what he's talking about there is I talked about this on a story. Uh, the, that 17% number that was, that, that came from an, from analysis. So this isn't actually coming from Nintendo. Nintendo hasn't said that. Um, This is a third-party company that was doing analysis on the App Store to see how many downloads it was getting um, 
and they said if we have this number of switches, which I think is 4.7 million in the wild, um, and then we compare it to the number of times that this was downloaded, they're not getting their numbers directly from Apple. They're not getting their numbers directly from Google. They're getting their numbers from some third-party company, and then they're basing uh, that. That's where that 17% number is now. Do I think that there's quite a few people who have a switch who have not started using that app? I think definitely. There's not a compelling reason to use the app right now, especially if you don't care about voice chat. I do know that there is, uh, you can buy, not buy, you can order items in Splatoon through the app. So uh, they'll have like uh, items that are exclusive to the app on sale. So like maybe a pair of sunglasses or a hat or something. And you can say, yes, I want that. And then next time you are in Splatoon, you can go to like this little spiky headed dude next to the entrance of the lobby and you can then buy the item from him. The game doesn't tell you anything about that in the game. So unless you are kind of plugged into what's going on with Nintendo, you're not going to know that that's an option. And it's kind of even hidden in the app. Um, so I, I can understand why very few people have used it. Now, you said, uh, how does how will Nintendo get people to actually use the app? Well, one thing that they could do to get people to use the app, first off, is make it so that the screen shuts off. Um, because right now, it's got abysmal reviews in the in the iTunes store. And my guess is that people look at that and they're like, well, I'm not even going to bother. Um, something else that they could do is they could communicate to the player that this app exists in game. Because right now, there's nothing in game that really says, hey, check out this app for more stuff. Um, I guess when you're playing Splatoon, there is like... It says that you can team up with friends using voice chat and your mobile app, but that's all it says. Um, it doesn't like give you an option to send you a text uh, to, to get a link to the app. And uh, if there's any kind of friction at all, people are going to be not are people will be uninterested in trying to figure it out. And right now there's a lot of friction there. Uh, so I think that Nintendo needs to find a way to smooth off the rough edges of the app, get rid of that friction, uh, make it a little more compelling, make it so that we can shut our screen off when we're using it. And then the only way that they're going to, after they do all those things, then they need to bring in Mario Kart, they need to bring in arms, and they need to make sure that other parts or other games are in this ecosystem where I can open up the Nintendo Switch online app and I can hit the arms button or the Splatoon button or the Mario Kart button or the Animal Crossing button or whatever video game that is that I'm going to be playing. Even if it doesn't have anything to do with online functionality, like make a little Zelda app on there where I can hit a button and it can show me my quests that I have currently uh, undertaken that would be kind of cool. I could I could check that and be like, oh, okay, well, when I get home, I can try this one. Um, just something to make it a little more compelling. But right now, un unless you have Splatoon and you want to play online and you want to use voice chat and you know that there is um, ways to get uh, exclusive clothes for Splatoon, then there's really no reason to use it. And I think that's why it has such a low 
I guess, attach rate would be the word. Uh, but thank you very much for the email, Joseph. I appreciate it. And uh, let's jump into gameplay because we've got no news. Power glove. Everything else is child's play. So it's funny. We were we were talking in our in in the Discord, and if you didn't know, we have a Discord for the podcast, and a lot of people uh, have conversations there quite often. If you're interested in joining the Discord, just head on over to runjumpstomp.com/discord, and you can easily join. Uh, but anyway, we were having a conversation in the Discord, and people were like, "Is arms still a thing?" Because most of us haven't really played very much since Splatoon came out. I personally hadn't touched ARMS since uh, Zelda came out. Well, I sat down and loaded it up to see how long is it going to take me to find some people to play with. And it was almost instantaneously. So it seems like that there is still a a community there. Um, they haven't had any any updates since Max Brass came out. I bet you that... Arms will have this same kind of this ebb and flow where they'll get a um, a whole bunch of people playing it nonstop for a week or two, and then there'll be kind of a drought. People won't play it as much, and it'll be based around updates. You know, if we get new rings to fight in, uh, new fighters to fight against, or new modes, all of those things will bring people back. Um, it was unfortunate that the uh the update with Max Brass came out at the same time as the Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC. I think that was poorly timed and because of that poor timing not a lot of people went back to arms because everybody was so excited to try out hard mode or the trial of the sword and that kind of thing. And then right after that Splatoon 2 came out. So it seems like arms kind of fell by the wayside and it's a shame because ARMS is a very, very good game. It's an excellent fighter. Um, the mechanics are there. You can play it with both motion control and button presses. And it's very, very fun. And I think that it's a shame that it's not getting as much attention as it should. And I haven't been paying as much attention to it as I should. So I'm definitely going to spend more time playing ARMS. I, I sat down and played it for an hour the other day. Uh, I think it was two days ago. And I had an absolute blast. Um, I was a little rusty. I jumped into ranked mode. And in ranked mode, I had some fantastic fights with people that were basically my same skill level. And where it would come down to a sliver of health. And like maybe the round would end and we wouldn't know who was going to win until the end. And it was very, very fun. So if you've forgotten that ARMS existed because we had so much other awesome stuff to do. Do yourself a favor and head on back there, load it up and get your get a little spring in your step and uh throw some punches at Ribbon Girl or something because that game deserves a second look. Power glove, everything else is child's play. While Splatfest is here, I am team ketchup. I have probably been splatted by many other many people on both teams. Um again, it's funny that I've fought, I've only fought against Team Mayonnaise once. Now, let's talk about what's different with the Splatfest. First off, we've got a brand new stage. It's called Shifty Shif, Shipyards. I, I can't remember. Shifty Station. It's called Shifty Station. And I have to say, the new stage is really fantastic. It has platforms that move around 
as you're playing, I fell off more than once because I, I would make a jump and then uh, thinking that there was a place for me to land and there was not a place for me to land. And so I went off into the drink. Um, very, very fun level. If you are actually up against the opposite team, you get themed ink. Uh, the themed ink, so the ketchup looks like ketchup. The mayonnaise looks like mayonnaise. If you're 12, neither of them look like those things. And um, I had a blast playing the Splatfest. Here's a little PSA for you guys. The guy that I talked about earlier who um, you can get your stuff if you order stuff off the app, that same spiky-haired dude outside the lobby, he will take your Splatoon or Splatfest uh, t-shirt because whenever you pick a team in Splatfest, uh, you get a themed t-shirt. So, like, I got a red t-shirt for my character to wear and... The reason why you want to do this is because you get that shirt, then you play the Splatfest. You level that shirt up, and it gets these um, uh, unlocks abilities because it has four slots, uh, which is good. Four slots is good. And you, you start out with one slot filled, and the other three are empty. Well, you fill up those other three slots by gaining experience in the shirt. Once those are filled, if you take them that shirt to... Uh, the spiky-haired dude, whose name I can't remember, he can scrub out those um, extra abilities that were unlocked and give you these things. I think they're called like shards or something like that, which is just another currency which you can use on your regular gear. Because here's the thing that you got to remember. The Splatfest shirt that you end up getting, you don't get to keep that. You give that back after the Splatfest is over. So basically... Um, they're giving us a way to accumulate this currency that we can then spend later on whatever it's used for. I honestly don't don't really know. I haven't looked into it yet. Um, so make sure that you level up your Splat, Splatfest shirt and then have the spiky-haired dude clean it off for you so that you can have that extra currency. Um, I could be wrong about this, and I, I'm I'm really not sure, but when I was playing it, it seemed to me like all of the songs were remixed, um, they all sounded a, just a little bit different than they did the last time that I had played. And uh, almost like a little more dance clubby. Uh, it was very interesting. I liked the way that it sounded. I, I also have to say that the Inkopolis Square, the way that they've redone that for the Splatfest, it looks very, very fantastic. Um, but, you know, the Splatfest will probably be over by the time you listen to this, um, unless you download it like right away. So make sure that you, um, if it's still going, you know, log into the game and uh, have the spiky-haired dude take care of your shirt for you because you don't want to miss out on that. Uh, Let's jump into the lightning round. Dr. Dom Von Doom in our Discord had linked this story. Um, It is an in-depth look at online multiplayer in Splatoon 2. It's talking all about ping and update rates, tick rates, um, multiplayer. It's talking about how dedicated servers work versus client-hosted servers and peer-to-peer networking. And um, they're talking about how Splatoon 2 is different than Splatoon 1, what the update rate is. And there's a lot of very in-depth information here. 
very interesting article. It's very long as well. They've gone into a lot of um, a, a lot of detail here. Um, and the overall um, what's the word I'm looking for summary, I guess that um, this Oliver Brammer is saying is that Splatoon 2's online experience is considerably worse than the original game in a lot of categories. I guess the game runs 30% slower than Splatoon 1, not meaning the frames per second, but has to do with how the, the game refreshes what's going on in the background. Now, I personally haven't noticed anything. I don't know exactly where they're getting their exact data from, although they do have credits in there and links to where they're getting their data. But if this is kind of thing is uh, interesting to you, make sure that you check a, uh, check out the link in the show notes so that you can see what this is all about. Uh, the other story in the lightning round is just a PSA for everybody. I Am Setsuna, which is a JRPG from Square Enix on the Switch, is on sale uh, until August 10th. Uh, the game is, I think, 30% off, which is a good deal. I believe it costs $29. No, I think it's less than that. I can't tell you because I already own it, and it won't. Oh, there we go. Here we go. It's uh, $26 uh, versus the regular $40. So if you don't already have it and you're looking for a JRPG, a lot of people have told me that I Am Setsuna is a fantastic game. I haven't actually played it yet. It's waiting for me. Um, I am going to be playing it soon, uh, but I am Setsuna is supposed to be a really good JRPG and it is on sale right now until the 10th. I believe I couldn't find where they like when it's on sale till, but somebody, t uh, had messaged me and told me that it was on sale until the 10th. I just don't have a link to that particular piece of information anywhere. <laughs> Well, that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you want discussed, be sure to let me know by emailing me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. You can always join our Discord at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And you can stop by the live stream sometime. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. If you're looking for ways to support the show, uh, you can buy a dock sock from my wife, or you can get zippered pouches from her as well at her Etsy shop. You can join the Patreon and directly support the, uh, the creation of this podcast as well as my other content. And you can find information all about all of that stuff at runjumpstomp.com slash support. Uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me and listening. The music that is coming up is Adventure Island Area 1 Round 2 by June Takuma, and special thanks go to Noteblock for the use of their music as the intro music, uh, Balloon Trip Remix, so make sure you check out the link for that in the show notes. Thanks again, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Witchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. 
Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere they like to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep, even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com slash audible.